All right, everybody. Hopefully, everyone is uh, letting the dust or the snow settle from the Week 16 Fantasy Football Championship. And whether you're on the nice list and you had Todd Gurley, Larry Fitzgerald, or Rob Gronkowski, or you're on the naughty list and you had Adam Thielen or pretty much anyone from the Carolina Panthers offense, uh, we're here to help you. We're here to help you uh, figure out where you go to move forward to next season. For those of you who still have this season to worry about in a Week 17 matchup, we've also got that ready to be covered for you as well. And uh, we hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, but now it's time to get down to it and run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Oh, ho, ho. And Tom via Skype. Hey, everybody. And I am in the midst of two potential future champions, and I could not be more prouder of my Ruts boys. <laughs> yeah, Jared, if, as long as Jared Cook doesn't have the best three quarters of his life to close out uh, the rest of this evening, I think I will be crowned a champion, which is nice. I'm locked in. Well, congratulations to both of you. Um, I need Jake Elliott to outscore Alshon Jeffrey, and I get a consolation prize. Nice. Uh, which is nice. Um anxiously awaiting my participation trophy for that one um merry christmas to those of you who celebrated we are uh, working overtime like santa's elves today uh to bring you a uh our regularly scheduled tuesday weekly recap of week 16 uh what an interesting week it was oh yeah so uh let's get right to it because the losers this week mean a little bit more than the losers of the week for other weeks so let's get to our losers of the week i look around at us you know what i see losers and I'm going to get started because I got to rip the Band-Aid off on this one because this hurts. But for the last two weeks, really, Adam <laughs> Thielen, where you been, pal? Yeah. I was calling you the best player in the league and kind of <laughs> meant it. Now things have changed, huh? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think I got to <laughs> give it to Juju Smith-Schuster. You know? As the best player in the league. <laughs> no, no, it's it's Hopkins. It's DeAndre Hopkins. It's not close. What a touchdown but, he um, had today. Yeah, uh, just just a tough another week of just not getting it done. In a great matchup too. Yeah, two great two great matchups really he had. Yeah, with Cincinnati and and Green Bay, you know he becomes the benefit. He kind of becomes the uh, ben- the opposite of what a benefactor is of two blowouts. Yep, and he just kind of gets overshadowed and. Diggs has come back in a big way, which is nice to see for the Vikings going for the playoffs. But for fantasy owners that probably got there on the backs of that late round feeling pick that they made, like me, uh, he did not get it. He did not do anything championship worthy for the last two weeks. Yeah. Do you think that uh, do you think that's going to hurt his draft stock going into next year? Or is he still going to be, you know, ultra trendy Adam Thielen fan favorite? I think that you bring up a great point, Tom, because it kind of that recency bias may stick. However, we do get the Vikings in the playoffs. So if Thielen goes out and does his thing in the playoffs, maybe he kind of starts to creep back up a little bit. But I certainly do think that he's fallen a little bit because, you know, and we can talk about this basically all winter and spring. But, you know, we, we don't know who the starting quarterback in Minnesota right. is going to be. 
And if it's yeah. not Case Keenum, then I think that bumps Thielen down a little bit here. And I'll tell you what, Stephon Diggs is really good. He's too. really good. <laughs> and you know, he's had he has had a really nice year, and uh, you know, he had a great year last year too. You see the touchdowns go up this year too, which obviously you love. Um, he, Stephon Diggs and Thielen, I'm really going to be paying attention yeah. to where where they're going in drafts because I think they're going to be guys you can yeah. take advantage of again. A team it reminds me a lot of the Rams though because like it was a team where you know the receivers were talented but not much was coming of it and now those teams are both so good that those draft prospects as unsexy as they seem right now are going to be really really sexy options next year and I'm uh, and I'm horny for them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Tom, uh, how much eggnog do you have today? <laughs> Interesting choice of words, buddy. Uh, let's go to you then for your loser of the week. Yeah, let's calm him down a little bit. Yeah, the loser of the week is the Titans defense. Oh. Who, Ooh, uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did jokingly say they're only so good against the run because they haven't played Todd Gurley yet. And then Todd Gurley happened. Yeah, but they, yeah, he did, did it okay. through the air. Yeah, he did exactly. it through the air. And he also got 100 on the ground, but he really chunked him through the air. And, um, you know, it's just that that new sexy Rams offense, yeah. and they're horny too. Look at those helmets, man. Yeah, man, they're they're as horny as they come. Them the Vikings. Oh, so are the Vikings, dude. <laughs> I, did I already make this joke? Nope. No. <laughs> maybe maybe not to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, back. but I mean, the Titans defense. You can't uh, you can't call them a winner after this week. You can hardly call the Titans a winner. I don't know how. You know, they need to just do something about that the the fact that they have playoff the hopes they stink. Is, yeah it's a no i mean the fact that they have playoff hopes and we have to watch them go lose in a game that we're gonna have to pretend is important potentially True. is uh it's a little upsetting thank yes, god for is. FanDuel though and it will be important yeah <laughs> literally the only people that it will be important for scott let's go to your loser mine is carolina you know Whoa. you know everywhere a consensus number one quarterback this week cam newton Consensus top 10 receiver, Devin Funches. Consensus top 10, tight end, Greg Olson. Consensus top 20, wide er, running back, Christian McCaffrey. None of them <laughs> live up to expectation at all in a truly ugly and horribly played game by their offense, which I know I saw Tom's FanDuel team, and I know it was much <laughs> to his chagrin about that one. But, uh, you know, just a really ugly one that the Panthers were, were lucky to come out of that one with a win because you see even on their touchdown, Cam Newton has to scoop the fumble and, and dive across. They won that game? The Panthers? Yeah, oh, I on that lost. play. Yeah, they snuck one. Wow. On that play, it was Cam Newton's yeah, son's right. first yeah. birthday, so he was gonna show out. Yeah, and his celebration was cool. He lit the candle on top of the ball yeah, and right. uh, and held his hand there, so the yeah, so the flame wouldn't get doubted, yep. and walked it up to his son. Very very cool. Um, my fan duel was Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and Greg Olson. So, uh, needless to say, I won the big bucks. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> nope, that was me um, actually. <laughs> well. Uh, we could go on about the heroes of championship week all we want with Todd Gurley, with Gronk and everything. But let's get to our waiver wire heroes right now. Not too many. Again, you know, just some guys, but there could be a lot, which it's kind of we don't have many right now. But come Thursday's episode, we may have about a bajillion names for you to keep an eye on. Yeah. And Scott, let's go with that because this was something that you were you really wanted to bring up, so I don't want you to forget. Right. About so it. it's just this 
if you're playing in a two-week championship, which on ESPN is is what your your finals are probably gonna be, and it's a joke, um, or if you're trying to really take advantage of some FanDuel and DraftKings prices, um, this is the week to do it because there's gonna be a lot of players that just aren't gonna play this last week, um, unless they're they're really close to an incentive or you know they have they have a game started type of bonus or something like that. You're gonna see a lot of backups playing. We obviously can't tell who they're gonna be we don't know what teams are uh their mindset is going into this last week yet but teams are going to be like all right it doesn't matter we're sitting these guys and, and we're going with these backups you got to pay attention we'll, we'll have a busy uh, busy time on twitter keeping up with everything the I'm best that break. we can yeah don will be on winter break so he'll be able to just fire him off hopefully yeah. rapid fire yep and you know there's there's guys like steven ridley there's guys like i think bilal powell as as matt forte could get shut down you can see Bilal powell getting a, a huge role um mike gillisley i think could end up having a huge role next week you were actually a week you were you were right on the mark with him. He scored against the Bills this week. Yeah, you know, and he he got some work, and you see Rex Burkhead inactive, and it's going to happen again. And I think Gillisley could be in line for a big workload, and a lot of other guys who names you might not have heard all season might right. be able to be startable players. Exactly. Um, you know, just just a hugely important week because you know. Depending on what happens with the scheduling, and we'll be talking a lot about this, every single game is going to be played between 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock starts um, on Sunday. New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. So it's going to be a lot of things up in the air. And, you know, some of it, like, you know, you'll get some teams who win at 1 o'clock. And because of that, certain teams who start their game at 4 o'clock are going to start to sit their players in the second half. So it's a really uneasy time. And that's why, you know, I think Scott and I, and probably Tom agree, you really shouldn't have anything up for grabs unless it's daily fantasy in week 17 because of this reason, you know? So Yeah, it's definitely a week where you're going to want to monitor on Twitter. Obviously, follow us at RutzFF. It's, it's a week where you don't make the win on a waiver claim necessarily. It's almost more like ad drop, right? Because yep. the news is going to come out, yep. and then you're going to scramble and um, <clears throat> I don't know if you've been following us. You should be. But I've beat Adam Schefter to the tweet a few times. Yes, yeah, Tom has. He's absolutely like, right. If you're, if someone in your league just has notifications for Adam Schefter or whatever, I've got notifications on a whole slew of people. So when the news breaks, if it's important for fantasy, I at the very least retweet it or I'll quote tweet it and right. say some advice or an up, and arrow, an up arrow for a guy, a down arrow for a guy. And often I'm beating professional analysts, so uh, not to toot our own horn. Maybe turn the notifications on for ruts. Toot toot. That's I'll right. Just for one week, turn the ruts notifications on, and I think you'll be good to yeah. go. Um, but we also have some other guys to get to, and um, you know, a couple of guys who they may still be out there based on you know who was playing in your championship. But like, I'm thinking of a guy like Keelan Cole. Oh yeah, from Jacksonville, who. You know, we mentioned, hey, like he might be worth an ad. He's worth an ad for sure now. Yeah. So if you were able to get in on him last week, you're in for a treat for the next couple for for week 17. I mean, he looks really good. He looks like he has Bortles trust. And we saw garbage Blake Bortles. Garbage time Blake Bortles came back even, um, you know, and let's go to the other side of the ball for that game. Jimmy God Oh, my God. He he, he, ride the lightning. Yeah. To our boy Hydro (laughs) on Twitter. 
Case Keenum's lightning may have faded. I'm riding Jimmy G week 17 if you need him. No question. I agree. What a performance he had. He gets you a rushing touchdown. He throws two touchdowns against the vaunted Jags defense. And he looked Love good it. doing it. You know, and, and – uh, you know, we were talking before the episode, Don, and you were like, you know, who you got on, on your list for this week? And I was like, Jimmy G. He's like, why? He's got a, a good matchup? I'm like, who cares who he's yeah, playing who at this point? He just looks awesome, yeah. and he's got one more week to keep that momentum going, and I think that he will. They do get the Rams, by the way, who may not have anything to play for right? You know, at the time that their game starts. So that's another interesting thing to monitor as well. Um, I know we had a couple more. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. One I want to mention is Randall okay. Cobb. Yeah. Um, there, there's a good chance that he plays even some quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance he might have been owned this week, and I think he'll be dropped by a lot of uh, fantasy owners because he really went out there and turded. But he played a really tough matchup, and he goes against Detroit, which isn't a gimme, but it's a lot easier than Minnesota no doubt. for sure. And, and Detroit also has nothing to play for now either. They've been eliminated. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we don't even think we'll I, – I doubt you'll see Darius Slay play the entire game then. Right. Um, Randall Cobb may as well. He's kind of playing for a role in that offense. He's not the Randall Cobb of old. He's got something to prove. You know, he might go to another team. Who knows? So, Randall Cobb, I think that's a, a, good, a good speculative ad this week. Oh, Agreed. For sure. For how about sure. Antonio Gates? Got it, right? Oh, how about that guy? Oh, I love man. him. And Gates, baby. Sugar plums. Coming through in the clutch for fantasy owners like he always has. Just a glimpse I mean, of what he was. You know, it's a shame that, like, like the, the tail end of, of Gates' career was, like, right when Gronk was rising because those two have, were, have just been, like, the, er- the tight ends of their era. It's just yeah, unfortunate awesome. that they didn't play in the same specific era. Yeah. But, yeah, what a, what a, what a comeback for Gates. Uh, right Can I interest you David. in uh, Ted Ginn Jr.? Uh, let's hear why. Versus, versus Tampa Bay in Week 17. Okay. Tampa Bay has been better on defense, I will say. They have been better, but I'm not scared of, of Ted Ginn at all, especially with uh, you know Michael Thomas apparently not exactly 100% either. Yeah. Um, you might want to watch out for the L.A. Chargers backfield. Melvin Gordon was spotted in a walking boot. He's officially yeah. already a game time decision on Sunday. Austin Eckler broke his hand. He was re- he was only special Brandon teaming. Oliver. So it could be the time for Brandon Oliver as well. Um, like we said, not a lot of guys that you know you're gonna pick but up. But backups. And these start. are you know Brandon Oliver, who we haven't spoke about all season. These yeah. are guys who can play a huge role if you're in those 17 week championship games. And like we said, you know these guys are gonna be rock bottom cheap yeah, on DFS. It's a it's a fun week for DFS. I'm sure yeah. I'll have some wild lineup yeah. in there. Make sure We're really out. scattered here, but I got another one that I'd like to throw out, yeah. and that yeah, guy is uh, that's Tion Green. Yes, for he's the Lions. Back weeks, I think. Yeah, uh, he has scored twice, not back to back, but he's going against Green Bay, who has pretty much just fully Give thrown it, it in. Defense understood their fate. Yeah, and they're not a good run defense. So the two weeks he didn't score were versus uh, Tampa Bay, which is odd, but he just didn't really get a lot of work. It's actually the week he got the least work, and then Chicago, which is actually pretty tough. Uh, defensive matchup, but he scored on Baltimore and he scored against Cincinnati. And two times in the past four weeks, he's gotten over 10 touches. So um, 
I think that's worth a shot in yeah. a lot of formats, especially when it's a team where they, like you said, they don't have anything to play for and they, they want to see what they've got in a guy, right? They already know what they've got in Amir Abdullah and they already know that they might get him hurt if they play him in week 17. He's always a risk. Yeah. So, um, I like that I think a lot, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like One more too. Chris Godwin from yeah. the Bucks. Oh, I was going to mention it goes up against the Saints. It's a tough matchup, but they really, really do like him. If Mike Evans plays, you know he's going to be seeing Marshawn Lattimore. If Marshawn Lattimore doesn't even play because he's been dealing with injuries himself, right. I mean, load out Godwin. They like him a lot. Um, he actually could have had a much better day. I think he had a tough drop that I saw where he would have uh, really skyrocketed in the fantasy points column. Did, uh, did Lattimore hurt his ass on the interception on Sunday and I missed it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was. That was, that was awesome. That was so. Cool. I, that was the top play on red zone, which I thought was a little unfair. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a very chancy play. Um, Good Pokemon. Yeah, he. Uh, a lot of HP. He got burned a little bit by yeah. Julio. For, for you know, he finally he did got beat up he a little did, bit, yeah. but you know, he had some nice plays on Julio too. He had a nice uh, nice little SWAT action over by the first down marker, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I thought Gronk should have had the top play on red zone. Not that that's an illustrious what a position, catch. but yeah. what a catch. Yeah, awesome. awesome yeah, catch. yeah, I agree with you, actually. Yeah. That definitely should have yeah. been the number one. Either his or Kelvin Benjamin's not catch should have been yeah. the top play. Oh <laughs> How about Tyreek? Can Tyreek get some love in the not catch arena? Everyone's complaining about Kelvin Benjamin. That was Benjamin, so but bad. That was bad, dude. That was egregious. That's like That was I was so I don't was understand Julio's too. Yeah, Julio's was a joke too. Yeah, Julio. Yeah, man. that was crazy. Man catch Monday. He caught the or, ball in the end zone. <laughs> you know what we should do, Tom? Instead, like for me, like we should do man catch Monday, and then we should do what's a catch Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and have Julio, Tyreek, and uh, Kelvin. We'll be covered for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Although I'm sure that's a good one. Gonna, yeah, yeah, just you know, coming up with content. Like we do. Uh, let's get to the slate. What an entertaining that that waiver wire that waiver hero thing was just like us opening our presence at the same time, like just absolute chaos. Like, oh, I got a blanket. Oh, I got socks. And yeah, you know the, the really important stuff that you get for Christmas. Right. Uh, Colts Ravens. The Ravens control this game from front to back. Uh, Justin Tucker kicking through the driving rain. Um, awesome. And you know the Ravens won. And the Colts really, really stinks, though. The Colts stink. Frank Gore is awesome. Yeah. Another but, uh, year of not awesome greatness. Enough. Yep. Uh, Tom, anything on Colts-Ravens? Because I'm kind of over that one. Uh, Benjamin Watson goes out there and puts up a good PPR tight end day. He had like five catches, 40-something yards. Uh, I went over. I went with Antonio Gates over oh, yeah. Watson, and I was very pleased. <clears throat> but it goes to show you that in the Ravens' uh, offensive scheme, the tight end just gets targeted. It's been that way since the d- days of Dennis Pitta, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So when it kind of thins out because they have so many of them, when the choice becomes obvious, it's uh, it's a real obvious choice on who to start in fantasy. No the doubt. crappy thing is, is he did get tight end vultured by one of those other guys. So Benjamin Watson was very close to having a big day. Max with two X's. Yeah, yeah he could have had a huge day, right? Um Vikings Packers I kind of figured that this was going to happen with Hunley coming back to start against the Vikings and Hunley is he just bad got baptized man. yeah he's he was, bad the Vikings defense has finally come around yeah. you know they're they're back into form and you know they're just gearing up to be a really really Bears tough out in the playoffs man yeah they're, they're really setting up to just be yeah you know they, they can to buy right um they I must have believe so yeah yeah, yeah. so well, you look at who the Packers didn't play 
in the like on their own team. Yeah. <laughs> they had Devonte Adams not playing. They had a starting lineman not playing. Yeah. They had Clay Matthews not playing. Like, what kind of uh, energy are you going to be able to bring out of the tunnel with a team like that? It's like right. preseason mode. So I'm not surprised they went out there and got blanked. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the Sunday slate, Lions-Bengals. We thought the Lions were going to be able to take advantage of a lifeless Bengals team, and then the Bengals take advantage of a lifeless Lions team for their sixth win of the year. Choked when they needed it most, Yeah, man. that was well, awful. Nice to see Eric Ebron really come on strong this second yeah, half he of might the have, year. He might have played his way into a contract extension in the offseason yeah, with the Lions. And we, and we said it last week, so it's worth mentioning again. He's going to b- build people's yep. hopes up once again to He's just tank them in drafts again. At some point, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Joe Mixon leaves the game with an ankle injury. I think he's a shoo-in to sit week 17. Yeah. So Gio Bernard, if you haven't picked him up already, when Mixon was dealing with his concussion, he's definitely a guy that you can look at because he he's run very well oh, yeah. without Mixon in there. So, you know, something certainly something to monitor uh, going forward. No doubt. I actually think that's the number one pick this week uh, for waiver claims. Gio? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, especially – I mean, I, I would say especially in PPR, but he's going to get all the work, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all I'm all in on that one. Uh, the Chiefs locked up the AFC West against the Dolphins. For the Chiefs, Kelsey got some. Tyreek yeah. Hill got some. Should have scored but didn't. Kareem Hunt got a touchdown. I think Cherkandrick West even got a touchdown yeah. too. I think it's uh, pretty cool that the Chiefs have – Santa Claus that, as they the have coach. A, a, they ended up with a four thousand <laughs> yard passer, a thousand yard rusher, and two thousand yard receivers. And they're like one of only a handful of teams ever, I believe, yeah. to have that on their team. Just it's awesome, really cool, and shows how great of a fantasy team they under the radar. You know, no one thought that they were going to be this fantasy juggernaut this year, and they absolutely were. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that stat actually even gets more difficult because it wasn't two receivers technically. It was a tight end and a wide receiver. Right, exactly. And Kelsey's now gone back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah. So he's just cemented himself as the first tight end taken after Gronk next year. Tyree Kill in full PPR is going to be interesting yeah, next year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I Dolphin- love him. For the Dolphins, they really put this game on the back of Jay Cutler, and I think now you know why they lost. Uh, Kenyon Drake inexplicably only got 13 carries. Yeah, only they got, got three down targets early. without a catch, and you know the Chiefs kind of just salted this game away. It was a close blowout, and then they ended up winning by 16, so it was a blowout. Yeah, you know they just got down too early, and they yep. couldn't use Drake the way that they wanted to. It stinks that they just yeah. bailed on it so fast. Um, if you're the type to believe that Andy Reid's playoff luck isn't going to get turned around for your fantasy playoff leagues, you may want to get Harrison Butker in your lineup because he's been lights out for them. Yeah, he had another. I think it was like four or five field goals last uh, on Sunday. Seventeen night. point day. Yeah, yep. huge day for him. Yeah, and uh, Jakeem Grant undrafted from the show, undrafted out of Texas Tech, four for one oh seven and a touchdown. Yeah, yep. you gotta love it hit from that, the underside. Screen for a long one. The touchdown he had was very nice. He he split a couple tacklers, broke yep. away from two more, and he was off to the races. Yeah, yeah. I can't really advise starting him, no, but no. you know, just want to give him the shout out, man. Definitely. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Bills Patriots. The Patriots. This game was a little bit closer than we thought. Gronk makes an unbelievable one-handed catch. I yep. think I have an idea of uh, an award he may end up receiving for that catch uh, from this podcast. For the- He's already got one, so uh, he can't get it again. Oh, oh. I mean, he, he probably should, though, yeah, honestly. Absolutely. For the Bills, Shady got fed again, which is everything 
a, a player who had him in their fantasy championship would want. Yeah, 150 and five catches, right, right around 150 yeah. and five catches. So perfect. I had him in full PPR league. I yep. was pumped. And Dion Lewis, I mean, what a know, game! Get him in your lineup because it's really just him and Gillisley for Week 17 for the Patriots. I don't now that they know that they have a bye and they basically just have to beat. I think it's Miami again, the Jets or the Jets yep. to to get the number one seed. I think you know they're going to rely on Lewis and on Gillisley down the stretch there to kind of take them healthily into the playoffs agreed charles clay uh looking good he didn't put in like the best fantasy day in the world but he's just getting he gets so much targets in that uh in that offensive where there's really not that many to go around he's like the number one receiver in the offense he's a good pickup if you if you need a tight end for for week 17 too because they play miami they do that's right oh interesting uh stat with gronk he has scored more touchdowns versus buffalo than anybody ever uh, yeah, I think. Well, no, no, no. I think it, what it is is like he has the most touchdowns of any team that he scores on. Buffalo right, is right, the team yeah. he, okay. he scores sense. on most often. Yeah, for right. sure. Okay. And he's a Buffalo boy, so we've thrown out that narrative before, but he loves to ball out in front of the home crowd. So he's mafia. Yeah. I think I know a plum pick or two next year when they see each other again. Yeah, yeah that's an easy one, though. Yeah. Let's. Uh, hey, well, uh, you know. <laughs> Just pick who plays the Browns, man. Yeah. Speaking of who plays the Browns. Is that any harder? <laughs> Speaking of the Browns, though, the Bears ended any hope of the Browns winning a game this season yesterday. Yeah, that I was. Think. I mean, unless, I unless Pittsburgh rolls out Landry Jones against them next week, I really don't see them. Josh know, Dobbs, winning. Tennessee. You had a lot more hope for the Browns than I did I in sure this did. game. In a game where it was snowy and messy, and the Bears' defense is just too good. They yeah. just they just completely locked them down. Josh Gordon did absolutely nothing, and uh, you know I I kind of saw this coming, and I knew it was going to be an ugly one, and it was great game for Duke Johnson though. He's a guy who you know I think fantasy owners believe in him more than the Browns do. Which yeah, is no weird, question because <laughs> he's been awesome all year, like super consistent, super high floor, uh, just just a great player on a bad team unfortunately. And Jordan Howard had a great game for the Bears. That was kind of the only other thing I wanted to say. Yeah, he had a real hit or miss season, but he did. Overall, he he'll hit, rank man. high. Yeah. Especially hit. in PPR, man. He was very frustrating to own in that format. Yeah, he was like either zero touchdowns, two touchdowns. Yep. So like, it was like almost every other yep. game it felt exactly. like. Uh, for the Panthers-Buccaneers, I, I, like I said, I forgot that the Panthers won this game because they played that badly. Yeah, it was um, so ugly. Unfortunately for the Panthers, Jameis Winston played worse, and then he acted worse towards the end of that game. He was, like, shoving a security guard on his own team, yeah, trying he was to upset. scream at the refs for ruling that he fumbled and lost it when he fumbled and lost it. Um, but uh, Cam ended up doing what needed to be done in this game, and other than that, it was pretty ugly. And it's going to get uglier because it was the first time this season that Mike Evans had over 100 receiving yards. Wow. Hashtag just stats. In, just in time. Yeah, right. Wow, man. Just in time for you to not win the toilet bowl of your league. Just like everybody expected. Yeah. That is insane. His yeah. his draft value is going to be so interesting next yeah, year. He's, he's, uh, he's going to be one to watch for sure. Yeah, he's going to be tough to get a gauge yeah. on. But uh, 
Hopefully you took one of our uh, recommendations, speaking of these last couple, of streaming defenses. Um, we mentioned the Bears and the Panthers, we who did. both had awesome weeks. But Panthers, um, obviously, Bird really helps them out with the kick return touchdown. But, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll have to get some more out for Thursday, too. Right. Yeah, that's three touchdowns in the last two weeks for that guy, Bird. Yeah. Interesting, yep. interesting late-season swing for him. Falcons-Saints, there was no late-season swing for the Falcons against the Saints here. Uh, the Saints defense does its job, takes care of the Falcons, maybe doesn't take care of Julio, but certainly bottles up everybody else. The Saints win 23 to 13, and I believe they still have a they have to beat the Panthers next week to get the No, the Panthers play the Bucks. That Panthers whole just played all the three of them affect each other, so it's tough oh, okay. to say. But right now the they're like right. <laughs> right now they're tentatively in. Right. Yeah, I um, think if they lose and the and the Seahawks win, um, the Seahawks the Falcons, get in. Yeah, okay. Someone that we easily could have used as a loser was Devonta Freeman. I mean, oh yeah. Wow, I was thinking about drafting him, and I think I even probably said it on this podcast. I didn't get him anywhere, and I was really disappointed because he played the the New Orleans Saints twice in the fantasy playoffs, which you would think was like money in the bank. And they and it freaking was the complete opposite. I mean, they they, they stuffed him, him yeah. at the goal line. Stripped they made him at the fumble goal line at too. the goal line. I mean, I was watching it and I was playing against him in a championship, and I couldn't be happier. But I mean, I did it, still feel a twinge of sadness in my heart because, man, I was ready for it. Uh, I think he'll actually fall a little bit next year. Not that he's not that he deserves to, but just yeah, a lot more guys just, that are rising. Yeah, so I, I think he's a cool back end or late or early second round pick kind of guy that yeah, I'd, yeah. I'll still be very interested in having. I like that, Tom. Washington and Denver. Captain Kirk gets it done. He threw yeah. three touchdowns. All of them seemingly off his back foot to yeah. a wide open receiver. Yeah. Josh Doxson had like the craziest day. Yeah. He was having passes fall off his hands. He was having passes hit him in the middle of the chest. You, and then the yeah. Broncos just didn't cover him. Yeah, did you see his, his line? Touchdown. He caught. Two of 13 targets for 60 yards and a touchdown. Brutal. Insane. I've never seen a catch rate that low in a game. Maybe ever. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, For the Broncos, a great day for C.J. Anderson, and he's finished the season very strong. C.J. Anderson, 54 yards away for 1,000 on the season. Yeah. Which, given everything that's happened in Denver, would be a real achievement for him. Yeah, you know, he's interesting, man. He's always been solid. He's always run hard, caught it out of the backfield. But everyone hates him. But everybody hates him. He's one of those guys. So, it's interesting. I I wonder what his contract status is if he'll be a free agent. I think this is actually a contract year for him. So, maybe he'll, maybe we'll see C.J. Anderson tearing it up somewhere else next year. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be be very interesting uh, to see where he lands yeah rams titans and then todd Gurley happened sorry about that uh, i hope you guys didn't <laughs> listen to me and played him in all your dailies <laughs> listen and and scott you even said it and you did you did qualify this you're like you're not benching todd Gurley, so don't bench him right just don't expect him to get you know i didn't think the 20 point performance and he didn't get a 20 point performance he got 40 <laughs> again and one of my probably my, one of my favorite stats of the year that i've tweeted out He's the first guy to go back-to-back 40-point games in full-point PPR since LaDainian Tomlinson, who did it in four straight weeks in 2006. If you go all the way back to the uh, fan- fantasy memory episode when I was talking about LaDainian Tomlinson in my first year, that was the run I was talking about. Yeah, that's 
unbelievable. It's yeah. crazy Great to even Todd Gurley. to think about hun- yeah. 160 points in four weeks. Yeah, and now it's looking like he's going to be the first non-quarterback to win the MVP since well, Danny Tomlinson. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. To me, I still think Russell Wilson's the MVP. I also don't understand why everyone's like just basically handing the MVP to Tom Brady. Like he hasn't even been that good over the past like four weeks. Yeah. So, and like what? Just because they're really good, he should just get the MVP. He's thrown a pick in every single week since the Patriots traded away Jimmy G. So he lost his hashtag mentor. stats. It's what I, it's basically the he only lost, thing I'm here for. He lost his motivation. They yeah. took they they sold Brissett. They sold Garavolo. Now Brady is he's too comfortable. They he's over there looking at Brian Hoyer, <laughs> like shaving his head with a big razor on the sideline. He's like, I got this. Three picks against Miami. Um, for the Titans, Demarco Murray did go down with an injury. It looks like we may get a full size helping of Derrick Henry just in, in time. Week Seventeen, just <laughs> in just, like just what everybody was waiting for uh, all year. But um, you know, we'll see. The Titans have to win. Uh, I don't know if, if they probably need a little bit of help to get to get the I last wild they, card if spot. If they win, they're in. Oh, okay. If they win and Baltimore win, they're and they they're get both Jacksonville, who may be looking for revenge. Because if you remember. All the way back in the beginning of the year, the Titans really just destroyed Jacksonville in a game that Scott was like, I think this is where Jacksonville gets exposed a little bit. Yeah. And now it's going to be like, I think this is where the Titans get exposed a little bit. Um, I always joke around in the beginning of the year. It's like teams don't know they're bad yet. Yeah. And they just fall out. Nope, they can't know. The Titans know they're bad, but they like win in spite of themselves. They're like, remember in South Park when uh, the kids are like playing on the summer the baseball league. team, yep. yeah, and they're like trying to lose, but the other teams just know how to lose better than them. Yep. Yeah, That's been the Titans' whole season, yep. pretty much, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Chargers, Jets. Melvin Gordon scores. Antonio Gates scores. Uh, it was a pretty good day for Keenan Allen. Chargers just did enough to win. It really yeah. looked like the Jets had a shot to win this game early on, too. Yeah. And I was like, wouldn't this be the most Chargers thing ever to lose to the Jets and miss out on a wild card spot? Uh, yeah. Because the Chargers do the most Chargers thing they could possibly do every year, it seems. Yeah, it's it was a really boring game. I expected a lot more points to be scored. Yeah. But, um, Me, too. Like, a, like double. Yeah. You're right. And uh, it was just really a very confusing game. And Yeah. You know, Robbie. Robbie's still getting those targets that we were yeah. talking about, but had a touchdown taken away quality. on offensive pass interference. That quality was from Petty is just yeah. not the same as McCown. Nope. And now it's going to be what Rosen or Cousins or Tyrod. Well, Taylor this week it somebody. might be Hackenberg, so oh don't God. play Robbie. Yeah, no, unfortunately, shut it down. <laughs> 49ers Jaguars. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, what else do we need to say about Jimmy Garoppolo? He's He needs to be given his mega deal now yeah. so that the Niners don't let him hit the open market. Honestly, I think they may franchise him. I would pay him literally today. Yeah. Like right this second. Yeah. Like a great Christmas present for the dude. And he we has... were even talking like they have they don't even really have playmakers. No. Of any note. I mean, Marquise Goodwin is a guy that obviously this podcast has spoken very highly of throughout the whole year. Throughout just a deep ball existence. guy. But he, you know, he's just been like a deep ball guy. Exactly. Trent Taylor is like I, I think an undrafted slot receiver. Same with uh Trent Kendrick Taylor Bourne. is the RC Cola version of West Welcome. You know, and, and you have Bourne wow. who's who's been making plays and He's been I think he's undrafted off the practice squad. Yeah. Kittle, Kittle and, and Selick. You know, he's Jimmy Garoppolo did this with nobody's yeah. quote and unquote is, 
against an amazing defense. And it's not like he's like out there like running the West Coast like that every other team runs. Like he's running Kyle Shanahan's offense with which Matt Ryan admitted took him a full season to learn. Yeah. Jimmy G's been in San Francisco for eight weeks and he's tearing up defenses. They put forty four points on the t- on the best defense in terms of points allowed in the league. I mean. What else more can you say about the dude? He balled out. If they can get themselves situated for next year, the the Niners are going to be a playoff threat, and Jimmy G is going to make himself a lot of money. And yeah. I'm really interested to see where his ADP is going to be next year. Shout out to Tom, who said Jimmy G would be a pretty interesting keeper candidate once he went to the 49ers. And uh, Tom, good call, man. He's looking looking like he could be a nice one. Absolutely. What's up? What's up? You know, we'll probably go through a bunch of different draft strategy episodes and stuff, so I won't go too crazy into my feelings on quarterback moving forward to this season. But, you know, you can get him late, like you said, and it'd be cool. Yeah, it's not even 2018, and we're worried about your 2018 draft strategy. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, you know, to qualify my uh, my call on that, you know, some leagues you get a bunch of keepers, right? So, right. like, if you get three, four, whatever, you could do worse than riding Jimmy G next year. For sure. For the Jags, we got a glimpse of the greatness yeah. of garbage time Blake Bortles. Yeah. You know, we were, me and Don were sitting there at Christmas Eve, and Blake Bortles is absolutely going 100% nuclear. But, um, you know, like I thought he would Don takes a look at me and and I haven't lost my calm yet. You know, it's, it's getting pretty late in the game. He's done virtually nothing up to this point. And I said, Don garbage time. Blake Bortles is going to come back and save me. And lo and behold, garbage time. Blake Bortles came back and he saved me, but he wasn't the only one who saved you. No, the other one happens to be what should be a 100% of the vote. First ballot hall of famer. He torches. The New York football giants, Larry L. Fitzgerald, and the L stands for legend. Oh, my God. What a man. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say, I didn't know his middle name. (laughs) I don't either, but it should be legend (laughs) or danger. It's legend to me forever. What a performance. Eight for 104 in a tutty in the first half. In the first half, and and he he threw himself a 21-yard pass in that first half. Ends up catching another pass in the second half, but, you know, he wasn't really needed. The damage that he had done in the first half. Moralize the Giants. Oh yeah, just just kind of like we expected. Yeah. We thought he was going to get two touchdowns, but he only ended up getting us one. We'll have to live with that. Yeah. But thank you, Larry Fitz and Blake Bortles. You 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 turned this the the tides around for me this week. For the Giants, they kind of have shown their hand. They basically clinched the number two overall pick in the draft, and they said that Eli is starting Week 17, not Davis Webb. So they don't even want to see Davis Webb out on the field in the regular season. I think it's very obvious they're drafting quarterback at that number two position. It seems like it may end up being whoever the Browns don't take, if the Browns even take a quarterback. But, I mean, they lost Evan Engram, and once they lost Evan Engram, it really looked like they lost all of their hope for scoring a point, and they didn't score a point. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Giants sometimes just go absolutely nuclear. I kind of had a feeling that this was going to be one of those games. Yeah. It was. Yeah, just in a league where there was some sparse defenses available, I uh, played the Arizona Cardinals, and that turned out really good. Surprise! Like twenty-one points, but that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I also blocked in my championship. I noticed that I had the waiver priority above my competitor, Mm -hmm. and the Cardinals once again were the only good defensive choice. And I claimed them. He was very mad, and uh, 
Nice Adam, but I don't care. You were blocking people <laughs> like uh, like Kristaps Porzingis against the Sixers today. <laughs> Knicks tape, baby. Uh, Seattle, Dallas, ugly, ugly, ugly game. Russell Wilson throws for 96 yards total in this game. And they Does win. throw for two touchdowns, one to Dougie B, one to Jimmy Graham, the other Jimmy G. Ezekiel uh, <laughs> Elliott came back with a great performance. Yeah, he ran well. 118 yards. He had 51 yards in the first quarter, which had him on pace for 200 yards, which I believe one of us may have predicted that he would get to. <laughs> he actually predicted that he would get 200 yards himself before the game started. Unfortunately, he kind of got phased out of that game uh, pretty early on. Dan Bailey with two missed field goals, and that's the kind of thing that happened. But four made, so like yeah. an awesome fantasy day if you had him. <laughs> yeah, but could have been and could have been that much better. And really, his his first miss, which was from like twenty nine yards out, and he just completely like yeah, drilled it in the wrong direction. Uh, that w- was really what kind of broke Dallas's back and kind of ensured that Seattle would be winning this game. Yep, Seattle moves on, and uh, another chance for them to sneak into the playoffs. It seems like every year they're sneaking their way in, and uh, yeah. maybe they'll get in and be able to cause some havoc yeah, this year. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we shall see. So Steelers-Texans, it was a blowout. Martavis gets his a little bit. Juju gets his. Le'Veon Bell gets his. Um, the fullback gets his, unfortunately, for yeah. Le'Veon Bell owners. But, uh, you know, they just destroyed the Texans. And the one thing that we can say about the Texans is the one thing we've been saying about the Texans for, what is it, six weeks now? DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else do you need to say about the guy? He made an incredible man-catch-Monday-esque catch tonight. And it was just a really, really great performance from him. Uh, the, he's been the only bright spot for the Texans this year. Yeah, uh, since Watson and Watt and Merciless and whoever else. The rest went of their down. team. Yeah, he's he's amazing, and yeah. he did it again. You know, he, it's like every week we keep saying this. You know, right? So yeah. he just did it again. Yep. So we've got Raiders Eagles. The result is still up in the air. Amari Cooper, at the time of this recording, had a 63-yard touchdown reception, which was a very interesting play two minute warning right now seven seven oh okay so uh we haven't missed much no so we'll actually be able to see most of the second half of this game as long as i can edit the episode right Uh, we are coming back at you on thursday with a week 17 preview so for those of you barbarians who play in a 17 week fantasy football league we will be there for you we will be there to assist you uh we will get you updates on anybody who's planning on sitting if they're planning on only playing certain players for a half for a quarter, whatever, we'll get that information out to you on Thursday. Uh, keep uh, keep us keep us in mind on Twitter at RutzFF. Tom is at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. Again, we've got Man Catch Monday and possibly What's a Catch Wednesday coming on our Instagram account, which is also at RutzFF. And uh, we have received a couple of notifications from players who are uh, in some way giving us credit for helping them get to a championship keep those rolling in uh or win the championship yeah and uh we've so, got a couple of those already as well yes we uh we're very happy to be helping and uh you know it certainly feeds the egos of the three of us so uh <laughs> keep those coming and uh and we uh we have something very special planned for the champions if i can get around to it this week uh but oh i've got a good man catch monday good very good so nice. make sure you check out ruts ff uh, it's like 10 o'clock, so Tom's got to get that Man Catch Monday out pretty soon here. Uh, but in the meantime, everybody, enjoy the rest of your holiday break if you have one. We will see you on Thursday, and until then, keep scoring. Tom, did you have something that I missed? No, not really. Oh, okay.
I was just going to say I'm down 50 in a two-week championship. Mm. Well, we I'm can down definitely like 30 talk about something that. in a two-week championship. We can definitely talk about that next. Uh, I I, yeah, I don't mind. You know who's going to be uh, Man Catch Monday? Hopkins? Hey, we were born to-